We're not a wrestling organization anymore. We're the world's damn biggest puppet show. I don't need a weapon. My hands are my weapons. Go to I'm pregnant! The era of the ECW. Welcome to the Extreme ECW Livecast. This week we are covering episodes 130 and 131 of ECW Hardcore TV from October 17th and October 24th, 1995. I'm Mike Pru, along with JV as always. Welcome back, BTT Army and the JV Goon Squad. How are you, JV? It's great to be back on another episode of ECW Hardcore Yep, another on-schedule episode of ECW. Yeah. And another one. Another one. What's that, three Something in a row like now? That. Yeah, maybe Might two. Be two. It just becomes so much easier now that <laughs> bottom line is every other week. So. Yeah, the recording That's twice the, a week was yeah. a little, little hard. It became hard over time. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use that fucking lame joke. Absolutely. It's never lame. <laughs> and what also isn't lame is our new opening theme. Another great theme produced by Joe Murata of the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. So he's been doing our themes for Bottom Line and ECW all the time. So now we figured, since we're heading to late 95 into 96, let's switch it up. And we have some of that Dick Dale Mercelou in there, that Pulp Fiction song, as most people know it as. And um, a little bit of Nine Inch Nails in there in the beginning. And obviously, he always puts in the nice little audio clips. My favorite one is Bula McGillicuddy. I'm pregnant! (laughs) That clip. (laughs) It's perfect. But good shit there from Joe Murata, our new opening theme. I like I like the transition at the twenty second mark between yes. the songs. It's like perfect. right it goes from like Paul Heyman screaming and then it just goes right into the ha ha ha. <laughs> I love that song. That song's old as fuck too. That's from the sixties. That's like an old like surfing song. I mean, it sounds like it too, but it's yeah. like from that era of like going surfing and. <laughs> so anyway, great theme. Thanks, Joe, for that. And um, while you're listening, out there, BTT Army members, Davies Goon Squad members, give us a follow on Twitter if you haven't yet, at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at NPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. Just recently, I posted uh, I posted a funny clip. because I, uh, I was checking something out for one of the episodes we're covering today. A match with uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman. And when I was setting up the format for the show and looking, I saw that there was a match between Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman. Then I didn't know when it happened because the show results that I looked at, it didn't have that as a listed match. It said it was advertised, but that it wasn't a match. So I had to like check out and see when, what fucking match is this? Is it like an older match from like a month ago or something? So I checked it out and it was a new match. Just not listed where I was looking. And there, there's this huh. clip that I posted on Twitter of Sandman doing his long entrance, smoking his cigarette, 
you know, fucking with the crowd, <laughs> dude in the front row. And this part's not on my clip that I posted on Twitter, but he's like pegging off Sandman. And then he like starts to like climb up on the guardrail in the front row to like get closer to Sandman. And he's basically like F you in him. He's like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> and then he just goes ass over <laughs> tea kettle and falls over. <laughs> like, totally drunk. <laughs> Hammered. Hammered. He lost all control of his body. <laughs> just fucking flipped right over. And you can see, like, the guy on the side of him, like, ah, trying to get him, like, last second. And then they cut right, right away. <laughs> Well, I posted that on Twitter, so check that out at Extremecast. That was funny, and it got uh, hundreds of views, so pretty funny shit there. And we're going to see it. We're going to see it here, so we'll point it out <laughs> on this episode. Uh, yeah, check us out there. Also, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It follows on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. We are towards the end, and I have been saying that like for a year now. We're towards the end. <laughs> We're towards the end. <laughs> We're getting to the finish line. We're just dragging it out now because <laughs> our episodes are every two weeks. And we're actually sprinkling some different things other than just continuing with our chronological coverage, which is almost done. There's like one or two episodes left of that. But our latest episode that we've done is the beginning of a new series called the Stunning Steve series. So we're starting off covering Stunning Steve Austin, his debut in WCW. That's our latest episode. Next week, our next episode will be episode two of Stunning Steve. So we're in the summer of 91. We'll be heading into the fall of 91 next week. So that's a fun series to check out. It's kind of similar to uh, our other off, off, what the fuck would you call it? Offshoot, whatever. Like a spinoff. Spinoff, there we go. Spinoff, yeah. It's like a spinoff series, and we had the Hollywood Blonde series. You know, so it's similar to that, where we cover those matches and the promos in WCW. So it's it's like a prequel. A prequel to a prequel. Because <laughs> we did we started off with Stone Cold. Now we, we went to Hollywood Blondes. And then we're going before the Hollywood Blondes now. So... Prequel to the prequel <laughs> in our spinoff yeah, series. Nobody does that. Yeah, you know, unless uh, not even Star Wars. Yeah, uh, yeah, they didn't go all the way back yet. Yeah, they went back no, and then they went the, forward. The prequel. Yeah. yeah, we're going back, 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 back to Cali, Cali. Who knows? Maybe Vince Gilligan will do it. He'll just go further back in the uh, timeline. <laughs> Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Yeah, who the fuck would it be before? Oh, actually, I know it would be good. Gus. Well, Gus would be good. Yeah, Gus would be good because then you get to see like how everything shaked out down in uh, Chile and in South America. So that would be a good one. That's There's nothing more I want to see than that. Yeah, that would probably be the best one because it has all the elements of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah, you'd want him. But the funny one that I thought of would be... Um, and this guy's mysterious on the sh- on Better Call Saul, and he's important, and he has ramifications in Breaking Bad. And it's the vet. Yeah. Joe DeRosa. Comedian. Yeah, comedian. Friends with Bill Burr. And uh, what was his name? Uh, slipping my mind at this, at this point, but one of the producers of the uh, 
of Better Call Saul, who does a podcast, came up with a name for the new show, and it was like Better Call, something like that, about this guy. Better Call Caldera. His name's Caldera. Better Call Caldera. <laughs> a little disappointed they never got into the book. I know, right. Like, I thought that would, I feel like they dropped the ball on that. Yeah, because... Right, we see never, we see Kim I'll, see the book and sees the uh, sees the card. Yeah, for the uh, for the vacuum cleaner guy. It, nothing ever came of that. Right. Well, basically, what came of it was Saul got the book. Yeah, but I want to see that. Yeah. Now, some people on Reddit. I don't know if you if if you saw that anywhere, but somebody on Reddit that cracked all the codes that were in that book because it was all written in, like in cipher and shit. Yeah, yep, yep. And they were able to figure it out, and it had, like, all the different characters' names. Like, it had Bill Burr's character in there, QB. No his shit. His number, like, yeah. So there was a bunch of people that were in previous episodes of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, that were all in that book. That was called Dara's book. Yeah, anyway, enough about Breaking Bad. We could do a fucking podcast on that, man. I'm fucking, that could go on for years, too. <laughs> Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. We're here for some extreme ECW wrestling. And last time, we uh, we did a jumbo episode. We uh, we squeezed in a lot. We did September nineteenth through October tenth of nineteen ninety five. That was episodes one twenty six through one twenty nine. And we're gonna pick up from there and go to the seventeenth and twenty fourth of October. But before we do that, I just want to run down a couple of shows that ECW had in September and early October. So the first show, September 23rd, 1995, was in Middletown, New York at the Sportsland Cafe. Let me just run through the results here. You had Primo Canero III defeating Jason Knight, who's back in action in six minutes. JT Smith defeated Dino Sendoff in two and a half minutes. Cactus Jack defeated Hack Myers, Cactus Hack, in nine minutes. We had TV champion Tuco Scorpio defeat Tommy Dreamer in a 16-minute match. Holy shit. I'm glad this wasn't on TV. <laughs> we had the Steiner brothers defeat Raven and Stevie Richards at 8 minutes and 42 seconds when Rick Steiner pinned Stevie Richards. We get the tag team champions, the Pitbulls, defeating the Dudleys, which would be Dances with Dudley and Dudley Dudley in a 16-minute match as well. So that must have been a shit show. You had Sandman, world champion, ECW champ, defeating Mikey Whipwreck. And then in the big main event match, you have New Jack and Mustafa defeating the Public Enemy at 11 minutes 42 seconds. Mustafa pins Rocco Rock with the roll up after referee Bill Afonso. It's both Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock with the steel chair. Moments after doing that, Todd Gordon comes out and he tries to intervene on Bill Afonso's biased officiating. So 911 comes down and he's going to serve as the special guest referee. And then. Hits a choke slam on Bill Alfonso's bodyguard. So Bill Alfonso has a bodyguard at this point. His name is Mongo. And this is actually Bubba Ray Dudley before he becomes Bubba Ray Dudley. He's like a biker. You know, he's he's kind of like 911. He looks like 911, but just like fucking Bubba Ray Dudley. He's wearing so like black and leather. He evolved into Bubba Ray. Right. So it's right before he becomes Bubba Ray because we're going to see the debut of Bubba Ray on, on these episodes. This week, that was his first 
entrance, and they've decided, ah, let's make you a fucking Dudley. All right, and then the next show, October 6, 1995, is in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. And you get the Pitbulls defeating Dino Sendoff and JT Smith, which was, according to the Wrestling Observer, considered a dud. New Jack and Mustafa defeated Dudley Dudley and Dances with Dudley. No rating there, but there is a story behind that. New Jack and Dances with Dudley get into a little altercation in the ring. New Jack hits Dances with Dudley pretty snug, and then Dances with Dudley fucking gives it right back to New Jack. The New Jack is bitching like, hey man, this is supposed to be a work. So he's all pissed off that Dances with Dudley fucking give him a receipt back. Like, hey man, don't fuck with me. I'll fuck with you. So New Jack gets all hyped up. So after the match is over, when the Dudleys go back backstage, New Jack attacks him from behind with the nightstick, nails him in the back of the head. Like legit, this is not on camera. This is all backstage shit. And dances with Dudley, hit hard. He got busted open. He needed to get stitches. He tackles New Jack, goes right after him, and has a big fucking to do backstage. Um. New Jack was trying to send Dances with Dudley through a window that had a 30-foot drop. Basically, he was going to try to kill the fucking guy. But that got broken up. Mikey Whipwreck was involved in trying to break it up, and he ended up getting fucking hit. And his head went through a window. So, crazy shit going on in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Uh, Paul Heyman decided not to fire the guys. That night, because there was another show coming up on the 7th, the next night. And he wanted them to to work that show because it was advertised. It was a a three-way match, which we'll get to later. It was was supposed to be a street fight. But they weren't going to be allowed to have a street fight because they didn't have the permits for it. So now they had to tell the crowd that, oh, it's not going to be a street fight anymore. So Paul basically didn't want to say, oh, it's not a street fight anymore, and now the gangsters aren't in it anymore. People- I didn't realize you needed a permit for that. Yeah, because you're fighting outside the building, and uh, it would have, yeah, that makes sense. It have to be in like a certain area of the property. Yep. And they just didn't get the permit that they needed to go further than their property. Because they don't have much property to move around. No. So Paul didn't want to change that, so he let the gangsters continue to work. They are going to be fired the next night. That doesn't last long because they come back, but to make a point, he fires them for being fucking maniacs. New Jack being a maniac. <laughs> Mustafa was telling everybody backstage, like, don't fuck with New Jack. This guy's sneaky. You don't know what he's going to do, so don't fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, he might actually fucking kill you. So just fucking back off. Craziest so that's some crazy shit that went down there October 6th. Other matches, you had Hack Myers defeating JT Smith. Taz, Mikey Whipwreck, and 911 teamed up and defeated the Eliminators, teaming up with their manager, Jason. Uh, Cronus. Uh, oh, Mikey Whipwreck, rather, would uh, pin Jason Knight in the match. Sandman's going to have a match against Conan. So Conan comes to ECW for a little bit here. No shit. Yep. He was a good Viva La Rasa. That's right. That's what he said. Viva <laughs> La Rasa. <laughs> Remember, there was this kid I went to middle school with, William Rosario, and he was Puerto Rican. Yeah. And he 
loved Conan. That was his favorite wrestler. <laughs> and it all makes sense now. Why? <laughs> hey. I was like, really? You like Conan? You like Conan? He's your favorite. He's like, yeah, I love that man. Like my culture, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he was a good. I always want to happen to Willie. He was a good dude. Yeah, I don't know him. When, what, what school? Cuss? Cuss. Cuss. Oh. He was in my. So he was in Cuss with me sixth grade, seventh grade, six A, seven A. And then he left and like his family moved or something. Oh. Like wasn't in our, my eighth grade class. Oh. But he was a really nice I don't kid. Know. Yeah. All right, from there you have Cactus Jack defeating Hack Myers via count out. You get Two Cold Scorpio and Tommy Dreamer having another match for the TV title. Two Cold wins. This is given uh, two and three quarter stars. Then the main event you have Public Enemy defeating Raven and Stevie Richards in a double tables match, which got three stars. All right, so that kind of concludes our little breakdown of what was going on before these episodes. So from there now, we're going to move on to October 17, 1995. All right, so let's get set up for episode 130 of ECW Hardcore TV from October 17, 1995. Again, if you are a Patreon member, which you should be if you're listening to this, you have access to all these episodes. So just, again, I've said week after week, go ask Mike Mills. Territory at gmail.com for access to it if you have not yet done that. And you'll be able to check out these episodes as we watch them. Now, they're not too much different than the network versions, Peacock versions. Just that the music is different. Which makes all the difference, believe me. <laughs> so, you have that access there. And if you're going to watch along with us, get set up. we got 41 minutes and 11 seconds of action here. JV, you yes, all sir. Right, 41 so 11, you guys- right? 4111, yep. And if it, if you're watching on the network, Peacock, it's Season 3, Episode 42. And one other thing to mention as you guys are getting set up for this episode. On that September 23rd, 1995 show in Middletown, New York at the Sportsland Cafe, many of the wrestlers didn't get their pay from Paul Heyman. And this would be like the, not really the beginning, but one of the major points where people are starting to be like, what the fuck? We don't get paid by this fucking guy. Like, what the hell is going on here? So, all those stories about Paul Heyman shorting the guys their money. And this is one of the big instances where that happens. And Paul Heyman claims, this is what he tells all the guys that didn't get their money, is that his car was broken into and his suitcase that had his checking was stolen and he had to call the banks and cancel that and create new accounts and then he'll be able to pay everybody. <laughs> so yeah Paul Heyman that's typical alright so you guys should be set up at this point I'll give a countdown 3 down to 1 then say play when I say play we all click play and we'll get started with Beulah McGillicuddy hyping her box let's go said last time doesn't need to be hyped me <laughs> alright here we go 3 2 1 Play. Hi, I'm oh. Beulah McGillicuddy. Too loud. Tell me the there mail is just pouring into my box. Oh. <laughs> I've been so excited just thinking about oh, all your questions here on TV. All the mail is pour- pouring into her box. Calling in and complaining that all I have is just a bitsy, bitsy little segment. Well, don't worry. 
number is not the size of the 75 pounds, it's how you use it. Here on Jesus. Oh, she, she don't mind small dicks? Yeah. <laughs> as long as we use it right, she's good? <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah, right. No shit. Oh, we get a Buell McGillicuddy opening here with Nirvana's heart-shaped box, which, believe me, will be the break song. <laughs> That's an easy one. I always thought it was, hey, Wayne, like Wayne's World, hey, uh, uh, Wayne. Uh, uh. <laughs> Look at that booty. Wow. Oh, so while this is playing, um, there was something that we missed on the last episode. There was a cat fight between Francine and Buell that was alluded to, but wasn't covered on the show. I guess it was edited out, and that's why one of the episodes was shorter. But our head of research department. Rick Beebe has found it, and he shared it with oh, me. Oh, I got so, it. I've been meaning to watch it. I oh, haven't you, watched it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either, but, yeah, he sent it over to us, so. Waiting to get some uh, alone time. <laughs> 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 so, if it was cut off the episode, it's probably pretty damn good. But I should have checked it out earlier before this show, but I didn't get to it. But, holy shit. Look at Beulah. Oh, that's part of the cat fight, I imagine. Thanks for reminding me. I know I, I forgot about it too, and then I looked in my um, my messages, and I saw it. I was like, "Oh shit, he sent me that." Yeah, I think when I got the message, it was at the break of us recording last week. Oh really? Recording bottom line cast. Yeah, when I saw it. Oh, I don't, bottom I don't, line. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. My Twitter DMs. I don't, I don't usually check them. Yeah, I don't. And I happen to see like more notifications than usual, so I clicked it, and it was him. I was like, "Oh, all right." a real person yep. <laughs> so I'm sorry I just get like bombarded with fake shit all the time oh there's so many fucking fake things out yeah, there Elon's right it's all fucking bots on Twitter oh yeah yeah look at this background's a little different you know white with the nine inch nails opening and here we go moving on to 1960 man Nothing. Oh, that's a great more exciting. move, cool Scorpio. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Flip is leg it? drop. Yep. And this opening, if you can't get hyped up for a wrestling show after seeing this opening, then you can't watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look at all these awesome spots. The music. Fucking holy shit. And that's why everybody fell in love with it. Shit like that. All right, Joey Styles introducing us with the new backdrop. Oh, yes. Big rematch. Oh, this is the big one. This is better than the, the first one. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis. Best out of three falls. We're going to get the full match here. Like 20 minutes. It's going to be most of the show. Oh, the Extreme Encyclopedia is back. Underbridge 1995 edition. There we go. Rey Mysterio Jr. Noun. Oh, this is all in Spanish. I'm going to fuck it all up. Hoy el mio luchador del mundo. Sensacional. 20 años de That's horrible. Did you take a language in college? 
took Spanish. Jeez, you passed. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm reading shit off the top of my head here. You do it. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. If you do another one, I'll do it. There's no more fucking Spanish on the bridge encyclopedias. Oh, that sucks. Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the extreme encyclopedia. Psychosis and Ray Mysterio Jr. It should have been in fucking... I guess Spanish would have been the right way to do it. <laughs> that made sense. All right, Dudley, it's not just a name, it's a way of life. JV wants that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, Bubba Ray. Oh, that's right, when he had the stutter. Yep. My name is Bubba Ray Dudley. I told this boy that I'm the one that's supposed to do all the interviews now. This creepy Dudley Dudley looks like a serial killer. Because the reason why is both my parents have the same last name, Dudley. Fucking incest, baby. speaks for itself <laughs> and for that little thing he did he had to spend a little time in an insane asylum and well that kind of popped out sign guy Dudley <laughs> and, you know, sign guy Dudley looks like it's like mankind's kid <laughs> yeah he does looks <laughs> like Al Snow <laughs> everybody knows this guy one little two little three little in the middle you sit down and off okay it's the best it's my I like DW. I know everybody's probably wondering. It's Bubba. 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 Well, this is Bubba Ray Dudley. And you know, Dick, I just can't think of why Daddy was so obsessed with that movie. Um, you know, the movie where. Uh, hey, cousin, what was the name of that movie? <laughs> Deliverance. That was a fine theatrical release. <laughs> I love how Bubba Ray like is stuttering to get something out, and then he like comes off like intelligent. That was a fine theatrical release. <laughs> All right, so here we go. The rematch, Psychosis. It's Rey Mysterio Jr. Both guys coming out to some Metallica. It's like they didn't know what music to use for them, so they just used the Metallica CD that they had. Like, all right, you you got this song, and Rey Mysterio get, gets this other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah. Well, you got this one, so you're stuck with this one. Hey, we got this CD on hand, so this is what we're using. Sandman's got into Sandman. <laughs> Although, somebody's going to point out and be like, those songs are all on different albums. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head what albums they were on. <laughs> His fucking gear is so sick. It's crazy. Psychosis yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. So much yeah. Oh, wait till you see Rey Mysterio's shit. He's got some great gear on this match. Well, once he takes the shirt off, it'll be better. But. Oh, man. I loved Rey Mysterio back in the day. So fucking good. He was just so much different than anything we had ever seen. Oh, yeah. 
Seems so cool, too. Oh, Batman. Yeah. With the question mark in the middle. So it's like the fucking new Batman movie logo. Yeah. <laughs> The wild Batman, I do have to say, kind of looks more like Batgirl from the 60s show. Yeah, well... <laughs> the color? Yeah. Well, his was... It's more yeah, purple than more blue. Purple, yeah. But even Adam West's Batman was like that weird bluish purple. It was dark, yeah. It was like an Isis. A blue, yeah. A darker blue. With the gray. Barbara Gordon. This guy's saying this all in. Yeah, he's doing it in Spanish. All right, so this is another debut. That I think it's a debut because I'm pretty sure we haven't seen him on TV yet. This is Joel Gertner. who go on to be the main ring announcer for ECW and also becomes like a heel ring announcer and gets involved in storylines. So, but some debuts here. Bubba Ray, Joel Gertner. Whew, this match is already hot. Holy shit. Dives. <laughs> head first. Yeah, head first into the front row. Lands on his face. We got Hugh Babino. They've got masks on. Security. Hugh! <laughs> there he is. Oh man, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> he's all, that scene when he's all scared of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> He's a comedian too, stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, I see his. Lavelle Crawford. Yeah, he's he was in my algorithm for a little while. He got all his fucking stand-up clips. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how because Rey Mysterio looks so much more puffy in 2022 because that's what happens oh, yeah. when you get older. Right. I love this look though. Just so sleek. He's still fucking great today. Wow, first fall. That was quick. Hurricane Rana, pin, one, two, three. Mysterio showing off his Batgirl shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like the boots. Mysterio must be from a rich family because how is he affording all this new gear all the time? But wasn't like his family? Isn't his family like. Yeah, his father was yeah, a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe they were wealthy. But just being this young in the business, constantly having new custom gear. Who knows? Maybe it was fucking nothing and his fucking grandma did it. <laughs> was badass at doing it. Got shit done for free. Well, that's the cool thing about Rey Mysterio is all the comic book heroes. Holy shit. What a Hurricane Rana. And what a camera angle for that Hurricane Rana. Looked like you were there in person. Here's another one. Oof. I love Joey's pronunciation of the Hurricane Rana at this point. Hurricane Rana. <laughs> Hurricane Rana. Hura. Hura. Hurricane Rana. <laughs> I wonder if Rey Mysterio has, like, this great comic book collection. You would think he would have some good shit. Or is he just, like, a wannabe comic book fan? <laughs> uh, no way. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have to be hardcore to know that. 
True. But I feel like with the money he's made that he probably has some good shit. Yeah. Assuming he collects and buys. Some people are into right. it and don't. Yeah. You know. Very well could be the case. The, com the comic match. book guy has like no good books. He oh, really? I'm like, yeah, your collection should be off. He's like, nah. Anything good I get, I sell. It's like it just takes yeah. up space. He's like, most of the stuff I have is just stuff I like, not worth money. So he he like what he has is the stuff that he likes personally, like certain indie right. book runs and it's wild. Yeah. I'm sure he has some good stuff, but not what you'd think is basically what he told me. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. He's around the shit all the time, and he has to sell the shit. Yeah. Yep. Why is he gonna keep it? Hit him with the horns. <laughs> yeah, I want that. Psychosis is like the adult version of El Torito. Remember that? <laughs> he looks like a character out of... No, I used to always think he was a character from that book, Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, yeah. He does look like that, the big horns. <laughs> Dumbass little kid. Let the rumpus begin. The wild rumpus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The rumpus. It's so good. All right, here we go. Power bomb coming up. Boom! That's it. That's gonna be a fall here. Come on. Oh, Ray Mysterio kicks out of the big power bomb. I'm psychosis. As Joey's calling him, psychosis, not psychosis. Yes, whatever. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> it sucks, though, hearing him say it. Yeah, psychosis, psychosis. Hey, hey stop doing that. Sharpshooter's not bad. Bret Hart would approve, I think. Except for the butt bumping. Yeah. That, have going on. that shows so you're not doing it right. Together. Yeah. <laughs> Bret Hart would definitely shit on that. <laughs> you know he's really ruining the move. <laughs> Braha shits on like anyone sharpshooter. I think the only one that looks worse is the one that Shawn Michaels did. <laughs> that sounds like the bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Rock has the worst one. <laughs> yeah, slop shooter. The slop shooter. <laughs> Coined by Travis White from Talking Taker. The slop shooter. It's funny, Alex Dorion, I don't know how recent the episode was, but on one of their episodes, they brought up that we get a kick out of the slop shooter, and Travis forgot that he even called it that. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would do. He's <laughs> like, oh, I called it that? Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, we roll with it. <laughs> now it's a fixture. Yeah. Hey, he was going for the bullhorns. But Rey Mysterio moved out of the corner. Olay. Olay. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy moly. Wow. Cartwheel, then jumped. Just, Rey Mysterio just, like, 
leaped right up on top of Psychosis' shoulders like it was nothing. And now we got a tombstone pile driver. That's gonna be a finish. Yep. Alright, one to one. That was a good exchange of moves right there leading to that tombstone pile driver. Well, it looks like the crowd. You say psychosis? Psychosis. Yeah. It, that's bad. Well, maybe that's how it's supposed to be in Spanish. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe that's they're how just it's culturally appropriating. Yeah. All right, so we go to commercial break, and we're back for the third and final fall. That, that they get the replay of that leap onto the shoulders in Hurricane Rana. That was just moments before the tombstone. There it is. There's the tombstone. Springboard moonsault into a fucking tombstone. What a what a transition. Great. All right, now third and final fall. Alright, Ray's outside of the ring. Psychosis slides out of the ring. We got a table set up. Powerbomb. Oh! <laughs> Powerbomb onto the table. Doesn't break, but Ray Mysterio slides into the guardrail. Nailing his head on the bottom of that guardrail. That looks like it really hurt. Oh my gosh. Psychosis. <laughs> Psychosis just throwing Ray Mysterio around like a little baby. He picked him up, like press slammed him yeah. over the guardrail. And now he's flying over the top of the guardrail from the top. That was rope. a massive compilation flying of spots play. that we just saw. Man. Good spots. Not just like no, this a spot to have a spot. Right. It's all set up. And it's no wait time either. Ray Mysterio's not waiting there for 30 seconds, waiting for the psychosis to come. It's all so fluid. Ray Mysterio is so small that he crawled underneath the guardrail. <laughs> <laughs> Can't cage him. <laughs> fucking snuck right out of there. <laughs> hey, a fan just fucking jumped into the... Maybe it was security, but... Somebody just jumped over the guardrail. Alright, so yeah, Joey Styles just said psychosis is control, and... I wouldn't say that. Ray Mysterio is holding his own. Holy shit, Psychosis goes for a dive in the corner and Rey Mysterio moves and Psychosis goes flying out of the ring. Holy shit. Al Dios Mew! Oh, Rey Mysterio just kicked to the face. Now they're kicking each other like siblings. Yeah, that, that was. Out of my way. Yeah, that, even the, <laughs> the chair throw there was like sibling shit. Yeah. Like, fuck off me. Fuck you. Cut it out. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> this is a hell of a match. This is up there with this the uh, Eddie, really good. Eddie and Dean match. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think it's better than Eddie and Dean match. I like this better. Uh, I think I gotta agree with you. And it's something about them being luchadors, too. It's like superheroes at action yeah. with each other. Holy shit! That was cool. Alright, so Rey Mysterio wrapped a chair around Psychosis' neck and then threw him into the corner post outside the ring. And he's doing it again! Oh my god, what a spot! I've never seen that before. Joe is right. Good way to decapitate somebody there. 
All right, so, oh, we got the white hat guy in the front row. So keep an eye on He's not drunk yet. Doesn't seem. Maybe he is. Keep an eye on that guy. Standing next to his buddy with the Bruins jersey. Rey Mysterio's up to the top rope. Hurricanrana. That Hurricanrana was like a fucking towel driver. Psychosis kicks out. So just to backtrack a little bit, in the first match between the two, Rey Mysterio walked away as the winner. So he's got the uh, advantage here in, in this new series. Shit, man. These Hurricane Ronas, these head scissors. A springboard off the top rope onto the ground outside the ring. The action doesn't quit, JV. Crowd's loving it. It's funny how there's like no space between, like very rarely, very minimal space between the ring and the uh, the guardrail. Yes. No, I'm glad you brought like that up. Like how much more precise they need to be with their moves. Yeah. Because in Mexico, because of all the luchadors that wrestle there, there's huge space between the ring and the guardrails. Like you can even see right now, they made more room. They pushed the fans back. To give them more space. Yeah, but that was something that was notable that I read in the Observer is that there's a big difference between wrestling at the ECW arena and wrestling in Mexico for these guys, and they had to adjust. Oh my god! Holy shit! Leg drop through the table from Psychosis to Rey Mysterio. Look at these guys in the crowd turn around. One guy got a fucking mullet there, but uh, <laughs> he was like, "Holy shit!" And now. That warrants the ECW chant. Shit. This is awesome. Those fans there are like, holy shit, we're watching something great. There's a few dudes in front of the hard cam that you can see turning around like, holy shit, man. This crowd split. It's like they don't—they're probably not even split. They don't even have a favorite. They probably just love both these guys in the show that they're putting on. Psychosis goes to the top rope. Rey Mysterio in the middle of the mat with a chair on his chest. Psychosis hits the senton, nails it, gets the cover. One, two, three. Psychosis wins the best out of three falls match, and now it's evened up. One for Ray, one for Psychosis. The crowd standing. Look at Lucha. the crowd standing up. That's a cool shot. Clapping, hands in the air. People got hands over their heads like they can't believe what they just watched. What a fucking ride. I like it. It was awesome. Get a replay here. All right, so we get a replay of the chair shot to Ray. Chair being placed on the chest. Psychosis going up to the top for that senton. This guy's man. Put on a fucking show. There you go. What a match. <laughs> Wasn't his whole uniform white to start? Yeah, now it's all, it's all dirty black. and bloody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basically black. 
And there wasn't any blood, so it's just fucking dirty as fuck. From the tables and the ground. Good shit, though. Psychosis has two titles. I don't know what those are. They look like they're the same belt. Those titles. They look like tag belts. So maybe he's a tag champ. Down in Mexico. Look at his fans all trying to clap his hand. Look at that. Standing ovation, basically. Rey Mysterio hasn't left yet. It's when you know you did good. Yeah. All right, we cut the commercial. We're back with Lance Wright. Hear about how Bill Watts was told to hit the trail by the world. Bill Watts got fired by WWF. Used to. They're fine. Everybody. Pink slips are all over the place. Well, they're nice people. I'm not knocking them. And remember, they love you. Oh, little dig at Bruce Pritchard for firing him, probably. Yeah, that's probably who we would have got pink slip from. It's Bruce Pritchard. Brother Love. Who cares? The best laid plans of mice and men sometimes go awry, as was the case here All right, what we got here, Joey? 24 hours before terror under the trestle, the city of Philly decided that an outdoor match between the gangsters and the public enemy The gangsters, it's funny the way he says it. Oh, so Joey's pointing out how... Philly didn't allow for the street fight. So now they're going to do the triple three-way dance. Part two. The sequel. Alright, so that was that great match with the Pitbulls winning the titles from Gangsta's Paradise. So this will be the second three-way dance. Torn tendons in his left arm. Yeah, and he had a torn tricep, I believe. Special guest referees, and here is Lumberjack number one. All right, so this was the match that was hyped last time. We're gonna have uh, special refs Afonso and, and Commissioner Gordon, and then you got two lumberjacks, Big Dick Dudley and Nine One One. Pipples versus Raven and Stevie. This is all happening on October 7th, 1995, 1995 at the South Philly Jam. Alright, so we got Stevie and Raven in the ring. Steven rocking his poison shirt. <laughs> Nine one one. Different song. Different band. <laughs> yeah. Different band. Poison. That's Bell Biv DeVoe. Now you know. Now here comes the pit bulls. The crowd's fucking hyped for them. That's the thing. You don't even know if they're hyped for the actual teams. Oh, the music. In the, the wrestlers. Oh, just the music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a badass song. I'm gonna fucking react to it. Kind of why it works. <laughs> exactly. Yep. 
But this team was over. Oh, Francine. Oh. Francine now rocking the pleather. She got a fucking dog bone? Yeah, that's what it looks like. So what was this? Um, this is October, right? Yeah. That was, she probably got that like a fucking Halloween store. Yeah. <laughs> like a caveman fucking costume. <laughs> Came with a fucking big bone. Guaranteed. Now, I don't know if they had spirit Halloweens back then, but they had... Obviously, they were selling costumes some places. <laughs> Guaranteed she got that fucking bone as a Halloween costume. Absolutely. She didn't get it in the middle of July for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm gonna hold on to this. Yeah, they didn't have it backstage. It's fucking October. Halloween shit's out there. Bitch, you lying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is all chopped up a little bit. And right now, what we have on the screen here is 911 with Sign Guy Dudley. But Dudley Dudley and the new Bubba Ray Dudley, along with Chubby Dudley, the original Dudley, was part of the Hell Riders. He is now in the ring, and they're all attacking 911, and that's not going to work. 911 is going to chokeslam Dudley Dudley now. And he's up, and he's down. Oh, he's going to choke Chubby. All right, chokeslam Chubby. Now it's time for Sign Guy. Back to the drawing board for Sign Guy Dudley. All right, now it's Bubba in 911. Is he going to lift him up? Is he going to chokeslam Bubba? Oh, shit. There goes Bubba. Wow. wow. 9 one the lumberjack cleaning house. I like that lightning. Oh, fuck. Raven goes diving out of the ring and crashed Pitbull number two through a table. And Ravens busted open, his arms bleeding. Back of Pimple number two's head is split. Pimple number one, as Joey said, has injuries, so he was basically taken out of this match early because they weren't going to have him work this match for real. So he's gone. Oh, now it's Cactus Jack in the ring. Double arm DDT, boom. Double arm DDT to Pitbull number two onto a steel chair. Raven goes for the pin. Todd Gordon makes the three. One, two, three, and we got new champs. Wow. Just like that. Gone. Pitbull's a chance for like a fucking couple weeks. This is a it. smart change, though, with Francine in their corner and stuff. Yeah, they don't need the titles. All right, so... Raven and Stevie are now the champs, which means they're going to go into the match against the Gangsters and Public Enemy. So they're going to defend the titles tonight. On the same show, they're going to defend the titles. What the fuck's Bill Alfonso bitching about? Hey, JV, just thought of this. Know what we haven't had at all? Promo? Promos. Yeah. I like it, though. And we get Bill Alfonso. He's the fucking man. 
Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. God just right fucked hand. up the Alfonso. Right hand from God. <laughs> Holy moly! He's going for another one, but Stevie holds it back. Oh, Stevie just kicked fucking Commissioner Gordon in the nuts, and now. Bill Alfonso is going to town on Todd Gordon. Slapping around like a biatch. Like a biznatch. What did you call my abuelita? <laughs> biznatch? <laughs> what you think this is, man? <laughs> Punches to the forehead. Todd Gordon, I think he's busted open. Yeah, he is. He's fucked, fucked up. up. Looks like he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he does. Look at his, <laughs> Look at his eyes. What happened here? All glazed over. Bill Alfonso acting like a badass. This Todd Gordon and Bill Alfonso reminds me of Harvey Wilpleman and Howard Finkel when they were in their feud. Two fucking little dudes going at it with each other. Stitches for bitches. Snitches get stitches. Alright, so short-lived title reign for the Pitbulls. Right back to Raven and Stevie. Well, let's see how long they hold the titles for. Are they going to get through Public Enemy and the Gangsters? I'm pretty sure they're going to get through the gangsters because of all the shit that I brought up earlier. <laughs> they're not putting the titles on the gangsters after all the shit that went down the night before. Crazy ass New Jack. Oh, we're going to get some Austin. Are we done? The hell? Oh, we got seven minutes left. Alright, so. Alright, so this is the opening of the big match that we're going to see next week, which is Three-Way Dance Part 2. Raven and Stevie defending against Public Enemy and the Gangsters. But then we're going to get a new segment, which is going to be like a wrap-up segment, where you get quick promos from a bunch of people at once. And these are known as like the Pulp Fiction promos, because that Dick Dale song plays in the background. Mercer Lou. Mercilo. Yeah, Mercilo. There's the public enemy. Top tag team in the company, I'd say. Fans love them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rocco's hat. What the fuck's he wearing? That cowboy hat? He's going to throw it to the crowd? Oh, no, he took uh, Hat Guy's hat. That's what it was. <laughs> Wore it in the ring. Oh, gangsters. Oh. <laughs> fuck. It says, fuck this party. Cracks him. What's that in his hand? That's probably that nightstick that he used on uh -oh. Dances with Dudley the night before. <laughs> when he got fired for? Well, he's going to get fired after this show. Oh, alright. Because they had to get this match. All he wanted to get this match for these people in attendance and not fuck them over. So, that's risky though. Somebody that just pulled all that bullshit just let him back into the ring the next night. Yeah, it's definitely risky. 
I wouldn't want to be the guy in the ring with him. No, fuck that. All right, to be continued next week. Of course. All right, so here's the promo segment. So let's kind of here's the layout for this, I guess, and listen to what some people have to say. It's gonna be a big mix of short comments from people. As we currently see the Sandman sipping some beer at the top of a cage. There we go. His teeth suck. Nasty. So good. <laughs> he fucking just blew up over the past few weeks. He's my favorite ref ever. He's awesome. Ever. It's and he's a good even, ref, too. It's not even close. In general. In WWF and WCW. Uh-oh. Holy shit. Oh, we saw this, right? Yeah. Oh, cactus. Bad matches. We've got Todd Gordon out here. We've got Paul Heyman saying, we're not going to continue to pay Cactus Jack. He's stealing our money. Well, Paul Heyman may be about one-third the genius that everyone else thinks he is. But even in his limited mindset, he knows the truth. Which is Cactus Jack is the straw that stirs the ECW drink. You see, Paul Heyman understands that for this rinky tink company to survive, let alone thrive, they need the continued expansion of the ECW television network. And the truth is, as a former WCW superstar, the name Cactus Jack holds a little bit of weight. Now, I'm not putting down any of you hardcore wrestlers, the public enemy, Tommy Dreamer, but the fact is, you go to the television executives around the country and you mention the name Public Enemy or Tommy Dreamer. You'll hear farting so loud, you'll think it was the bombing of Baghdad. <laughs> because I am a 
former World Tag Team WCW Champion, which means whether you like me or whether you don't, you can't take it away from me. I was on national television for four years. I was a tag team champion, which means when the history book is written, the name Captain Jack will have to be spoken of in the same breath with all the great teams. With Patterson and Stevens, with the Funk Brothers, with the original Midnight Express, and with the American Males. And you can't take that away from me! <laughs> with the American Males. <laughs> there with even greater names now. I love how he snuck that in, though, at the end. Even the American Males. <laughs> Buff Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. Oh, Tommy Dreamer pretending to blow his brains out. Okay. That's a good way to end the show. Fun shit. So it makes sense that they didn't have any promos throughout it because they were all crammed into this new segment that they have where they're just going to do quick promos to the uh, to the Pulp Fiction song. I like it. I like that segment. This is a good episode. Yeah. Great match. Psychosis, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Tag team match. I mean, it was all clipped up, but still good. We got a title change. And now Raven and Stevie are going to go on to a three-way dance against the gangsters and the public enemy. So that's what we'll be covering on the next episode. JV, anything to say before we uh, take our break? No. All right, so to play us out into our break, it's Nirvana, heart-shaped box, Beulah's box. (laughs) Heart-shaped box. I never thought of that as a kid, that heart-shaped box was, yeah, that kind of box. No, I need that. Anyway. <laughs> I never thought of a legit heart-shaped box. Yeah. I had no, <laughs> no fucking idea what that was. I was like, oh, is that where you put jewelry or That's something? That's exactly what I thought. That's funny. That's exactly. <laughs> All right. So take a listen to Nirvana, which is, uh, we, we played a fuck shit ton of Nirvana over the episodes. Makes sense. The time period. So take a listen to Nirvana, Heart Shape Box, and we'll be right back with October 24th, 
now for coverage of ECW Hardcore TV episode 131 from October 24th 1995 and this is available on Peacock in the WWE Network season 3 episode 43 we're going to have a runtime of 45 minutes 21 seconds on our version which is available in the BTT drive so make sure you get that access and miss it out not only on the ECW episodes but a bunch of other shit there too worth checking out all right, so we're going to get right into it. we got a big match coming up. It's the three-way dance part two for the tag team titles. Raven and Stevie Rich is defending against Public Enemy and the Gangsters from the South Philly Jam on October 7th, 1995. We're also going to get Sandman defending the title against Mikey Whipwreck, and uh, Austin's going to be involved in that and come out and cut a promo. So Some good shit coming up here, so get yourself situated. And if you need to pause right now to get yourself ready to go, go ahead and do that. I'll be back with a countdown. I'll count down three down to one, then say play. When I say play, we all click play. JV, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. All right, so we start <laughs> off right away with the lyrical gangsters. <laughs> the public enemy. The crowd's in it, into it. Boys Club dance vibes right now for me. I'm into it. Uh, Word about 1995. I was 12 years old in 95. You were 11, right? Yep. At this time, yep. What a time. Dancing in unison, and you know what? It never gets old. Nobody tires of it. No fucking worries. I I gave no fucking worries. I didn't care about school. I didn't fucking get good grades or anything. (laughs) I got good grades, but I didn't care about school. You did, yeah. School just came easy for me, at least. I just didn't fucking do anything. I never bring my books to class. I was fucked. 
to the lace grid. Actually, eighth grid, I turned it around. After being all the fucking dumbass classes. It's like, I gotta get away from these fucking idiots. <laughs> My teachers are funny because I always had, like, like, you, Marty, like, smart friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing here? Why am I in the dumb classes? <laughs> I used to get the... Turn it around. You don't commit yourself. Like, I was like, the whole thing, like, I didn't try as hard as I should have. Yeah. But you applied yourself. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> school sucked. Especially our school, man. Our school sucked. Our school, fucking... New Jack and Mustafa were probably in our school. Like, yeah. The, <laughs> like, the social aspects of our, the schools we went to, especially in elementary and middle school. Not so much yeah, high, high school, school was different. The yeah. social aspects were way more difficult and stressful than, you know. Than the work. Than yeah. the actual, like, education part. Yeah. But with that said, if, you, if you're having trouble... Well, it's going to be even more trouble because you put a bunch of fuckheads around you fucking off. Yeah. And you can't get shit done. You know, if you're in certain classes. No, like, I for agree. For instance, you were in the classes with kids who are going to do that work. And I was in classes with kids that don't fucking do shit. <laughs> what, so I couldn't get shit done. What's messed up is, though, some of the, the biggest... teachers aren't teaching because they're doing discipline the whole time. I, I don't want to name know? drop, but, like, there were... So, 7th and 8th grade, we actually had... Like some of the worst disciplined classes. Oh, like some health? of the some of the kids that we had in our class were like they were smart, but they were really like punks. Being assholes, yeah. Yeah, like taking advantage. Yeah. Yeah, like we didn't get to go on like, the seventh and eighth grade trips. Pat, Seven, eight, eight, eight. We didn't go Pat. on. Yeah, Pat, Chris, yeah, Scotty. Um, yeah. that's I mean I'm forgetting someone else. Ricky Senecal. I just name dropped. Drop name. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I just said Pat and say everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's true. You were in with some fucking dickheads that were smart. Rocco Rock. All right, so this is a brawl. I'll never forget though. One of my favorite things about Cuss was uh, Mr. Lewis. Yeah, he was the man. He, he was, was my mate. math teacher. He actually grade. liked ECW. Yeah. He was surprised that I knew about it. He was like, huh? You know about that? Because he probably was just like made aware of it too. And couldn't believe that a fucking little kid was watching Dude, it. we were doing an NCAA bracket in sixth grade. <laughs> That's when I first learned about brackets was I, in sixth grade. I still do it. <laughs> Same here. No, I mean with my kids. Oh, oh. <laughs> they fill out a bracket, and they win candy if they um, that's if cool they, if they get the winner. Like I tell them, pick whatever candy you want, like whatever target, like peanut butter cups. All right, you got it if you if you got if you got the winner right. And when you're so. 18, you can sign up for DraftKings <laughs> promo code MPRU83. That's a fun thing. I I make it optional too, like. Some kids don't give a fuck, and I'm not going to waste time having everybody do it, but I, I put it out there, like, hey, if you're into this, it's usually the boys. And they put in. Then I got to check all the fucking brackets. 
I know they love it. It's true, white man can't dance. Well, at least Richard. So we got a brawl going on here. It's a three-way match. Paul Heyman had big dreams of making this an outside of the arena match, but not gonna happen. <clears throat> you didn't get the permit, just like you couldn't fucking pay off your wrestlers the week before. Paul Heyman's fucking like slimy. He's <laughs> like promising all this shit, doesn't get any of it done. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this match outside. Oh, never mind, guys. Couldn't I didn't get the permits because I didn't fucking bother to do it. Oh, sorry, guys. Can't get paid because uh, someone broke into my car and stole my suitcase. <laughs> it all my checking information was in there, so I had to cancel my account, get new checks. That's the broke guy's excuse. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he had people working for him, like, making nothing. Like, in the hopes, like, oh, you're going to pay me later. Like, people like Tommy Dreamer and Taz. and like, Taz, for instance, was making all the t-shirt designs. And getting all that shit made. Or help getting it made. And not getting any money for a while. That's awful. So, essentially, it's like, all right. Paul, I don't know if this is true or not, but Paul's probably like, all right, we're going to push you. You're going to be a huge star. <laughs> Thanks for doing all this work for free, but uh, I can't pay you, but you're going to be the top guy. <laughs> I could see that going down that way. Absolutely. That's the most to the T. Holy shit, we got Rock on Rock going to the top of a table on the corner post. A, we got a table on fire oh that's a cool ass shot holy shit oh and he he hits him with his feet yeah he, with his, <laughs> he did a moonsault through two stack tables one table was on fire the other one had stevie on top rocco went through but kicked him didn't didn't fully reach him which was a tricky move we had a cut there so i read what happened the table was on fire but it took so long to get the spot pulled off, and Rocco missed the first time, that they just cut it out, and they did it again, and by the time we see it, the bottom table's fire is done. It's already uh, out. So then he does the moonsault for a second time, and they finish the match. It didn't bother the crowd much, because they seem happy. And we got new tag team champions again, twice in one night. The titles have flopped. Raven and Stevie won the titles, and now Public Enemy in the show here on October 7th, 1995, with the tag team titles. Hey, and shit, girl in the front row is pretty smoking. Isn't that red? Red top? Can't see. Oh, yeah, 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 bottom right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Toby. Nice uh, tatas. The tangas. The tangas. I just made that up. That's a new word for tits. Nice That's the thing, you can, you can use anything for something, like, for tits, or anything. Like, 
Nice red bolts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, those are some sweet fucking backpacks right there. Oh, look at those golden <laughs> finger wings on her. If she has big tits, people are just going to look and know that's what you mean. Oh, damn, look at those Asian wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn, look at those coffee mugs. <laughs> Man, I want I want to eat some of those glazed donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just go on and on with it, man. All right, the fucking crowd is in the ring though, celebrating. They're loving it. I don't know why they let this continue to go on after they fucking have collapsed rings before. I guess you can't stop them. <laughs> Hey, and that kicks off the show, so the first 10 minutes or so, yeah, the first 10 minutes was that match. And now we get into our favorite opening. So while that's going on, let me just give a rundown. Like I said earlier, we're going to have the same versus Mikey Whipperack here. We're going to get the drunk guy falling ass over tea kettle that we definitely have to pay attention for because I don't want to miss it live here as we're recording. We're going to get an interview from Stevie Richards, a promo from Johnny Grunge. We're going to get highlights of Rocco Rock and Tuco Scorpio rivalry that's been going on. We're going to get an interview from our favorite Paisan, JT Smith. Promo from Sandman and Woman again about Mikey Werbrick and their ladder match that's coming up. And then we'll have the ending Pulp Fiction promo segment. All right, here we go. Dancing Stevie. Stevie's pissed. Alright, let's take a listen to this. Can of ass whip? Did Austin steal that one too? <laughs> We're going to have a match where the loser must wear a dress. A raggedy asshole match. And this ain't going to be the first time you wear a dress. Because, JoJo, you know about all those parties the public enemy go up in New York. And, you know, when Flybo Rock or Rock can't get lucky, he goes, Hey, Johnny, oh, you please put that dress on him. <laughs> That's good. That was good. That's party. a good Rocco. <laughs> I'm not wearing a dress, Grunge. I don't care what you say. Oh, even Johnny Grunge does that same Rocco voice. Alright, let's just take a listen to Johnny Grunge. treat you like that boy I treated when I was locked up in Trenton State Prison. Alright, not much to listen to other than Johnny Grunge basically saying he butt-fucked some guys in jail. Okay. Stevie? Joey? Hi, I'm Jason, the sexiest man on earth. Hey, I love your suit. Well, thank you very much, and uh, may I say that you wear your shorts in the most masculine way, Stevie. I know. Stevie, I'm curious. When Johnny Grunge finally <laughs> slips on that dress <laughs> in front of all the fans, in front of all of us at the ECW arena, what make will that dress be? By 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 what designer? Will it be Betsy Johnson or maybe uh, Ann Klein? Or, I, don't, I don't know. I could, for all I care, it could be Wolf. Hmm. Stevie, you know about Murphy's Law. Oh, I don't believe in it, do you? No, no. But... Just in case if something were to happen, just just, just anything, anything, you know, if you were to lose, which I know you won't, no. but if you were, 
If you were to lose, which I definitely know that you won't. But what the fuck's Joey Styles doing? Why does he keep okay. pitching himself? Did I miss something? Yeah. Is he cracked out? <laughs> he looks like he's cracked like, out. What sure, the fuck? Jason, why you? Yes, you can. Maybe he just doesn't want to be touched by thank Stevie. No, 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 I think no, he's no. getting like hives thank or something. You. No, thank you. No, thank you. Are you okay? No. I'm back to Stevie Johnny. Richards, Jason, the sexiest man on earth. You walking into my house, the house that sits on the corner of Swanson and Richter, the house public enemy built, the original house of pain. And I can guarantee you one thing. One of you are walking out wearing that dress, and you're going to be my transtesticle. <laughs> oh, John, you were in that dress. That cool F1 on those things. What the fuck? Welcome back to Extreme Champion. All right, so back to Joey and Stevie Richards still just standing in the back there. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving until Pumpkinhead Johnny Grunge wears a dress Pumpkinhead. and we get our shot back at the World Tag Team Stars. I'm not leaving. Oh, you know where that dress came from, JV. We're going to have to let the waist out a little. Huh? That dress came from upstairs <laughs> in uh, whoever's house's mother's closet that is. Nevertheless, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your mom got any old dresses that we can use? <laughs> the feud between Flyboy Rocco Rock and Two Cold Scorpio began the locker room. When the Flyboy. Oh, I hate this fake shit that they play. Alright, so we're getting some clips from the Chicago Amphitheater. This wasn't an ECW show. You had Public Enemy taking on Two Cold and... Not sure who the partner was, but this was not, like I said, an ECW show. All right, so we got backstage confrontation between Rocco and Too Cold, along with Johnny Grunge. Being serious here, no ha-has. <laughs> Alright, so we got tension between Public Enemy and Too Cold. He keeps his half of the world tag team title and takes the world television belt as well. If Scorpio wins the match, he keeps Okay, so we got some kind of stipulation going on here where Too Cold is gonna Alright, so Too Cold's gonna a raggedy ass what match? Raggedy ass hoe match. <laughs> Johnny Grunge versus uh, Stevie Richards. Whoever loses has to wear a dress. That's why they're bringing out these dresses from upstairs. <laughs> these are definitely dresses from some woman's closet that owns this house that they're recording out of. 
<laughs> Alright, so the match that they were talking about is uh, with Too Cold. If he wins, he gets to pick a tag team partner and he's going to win the tag team titles if he wins. But he could lose the TV title in the match, too. So it's like a TV title and a tag team title match. Alright, so now here we are. Sandman, woman. Sandman's doing his entrance for his match with Mikey Whipwreck. And this is where we're going to have that clip that I was talking about earlier. With the guy falling over the guardrail. Ass over tea kettle. Oh, there he is. Alright, so you can see him on the right-hand side of the screen. And he's... Look at him. He's pegging off Sandman. You see him, JV? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I see a guy waving, like, woman. With a white hat. The guy from our video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was just previously pegging off Sandman. So now he's trying to get up and get in his face. So he's going to have a few choice words. Fuck you! Oh, there he goes. Gonna... Boom! Even <laughs> <laughs> funnier the seventh time I watched it. Oh, so prior to the match, we're gonna get some Steve Austin action, and even Conan's gonna be involved. K Dog. I don't know what happened to that drunk guy. I don't know if they kicked him out. Cause I don't see, I don't see him anymore. I don't see his friend either with the Bruins jersey. Same man rocking the cause light. Oh no, there he is. The guy's sitting down. He his hat's off. He's acting like everything's cool. He's like, "Yeah, oh, man, I'm good." He's waving his hands. I'm fine. Chick in the front row. Need to see more. She got a rack of fella, y'all. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking these entrances take forever. What's <laughs> in, man? Yeah, they're overkill. Once you've seen one, you've seen yeah. them all. Come on. It's like, bro, just because you can't wrestle for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be out there. You get a fucking 25 minute entrance. <laughs> Alright, here comes Mikey Whipwreck to some Beck. Loser, baby. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. <laughs> That's basically what it sounds like. It's like Beck. I don't even know the guy's name, whatever. I just call him Beck. <laughs> I don't know his name either. It's not Beck. That's the band. I think that might just be the band. <laughs> that would make the most sense. 
<sighs> it's ridiculous. Like Hootie and the like, Blowfish. Yeah, it's Hootie. <laughs> Aerosmith. It's fucking Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. Back is back. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the band. Aerosmith is Steve Tyler. Fuck <laughs> Joe Perry, man. Yeah, what Joe fuck, Perry, man. Fuck Joe Perry. <laughs> fuck Joe Perry. <laughs> Mikey had his fucking head busted open the night before because of New Jack. He's got a Galactus shirt on. That's badass. That's cool. I actually just got a Galactus t-shirt. Did you? Last week. Oh. Yeah, I got wow. um, a... Like, yeah, I got a it's Silver Surfer yeah. and Galactus on a shirt. Oh, um, that's awesome. And I got this badass Star Wars t-shirt. It's vintage. It's old. It, like, barely fits me. Oh, but it's, I'll send you a picture but basically it's like Darth Vader they're like a rock band so it's like Darth Vader with a guitar <laughs> Luke Luke Skywalker's on a microphone Han Solo it's badass dude. it's from like the 80s really? yeah it's like a legit old shirt oh wow I've never seen that image I, look, I paid 10 bucks for it the guy time Jeff sold me for 10 bucks yeah but it sells for like 40-50 bucks on eBay yeah, I imagine shit. I'm keeping it, though. That's awesome. It was your size and everything, too? Yeah, he just put it on the rack. I showed up. He's like, I legit... He's like, I just put that on the rack not even 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no price on it. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah shirts there? He's like, for you, 10 bucks. Yeah, there's a little rack. I guess uh -oh. he's going to be putting more shirts out. Because he actually ordered me another cool... Uh, it's like a trippy Darth Vader shirt. So yep. he's going to let me look, and he'll, he's going to order me T-shirts for basically, like, cost, what they pay. That's awesome. I mean, I'm not going to get a ton of T-shirts, but here and yeah. there, the one I like. Like, yeah, order me that one. Oh, sweet. I want to see those shirts. <laughs> All right, so we're finally getting the 273 there. pounds. He's, like, 140 pounds heavier than... Can't be. I mean, he's tall. Yeah, that's true. Oh, stunning Steve. Oh, superstar Steve, right? There we go. Coming out to his Jesus Christ superstar. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> it's badass. I like Jesus it too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, time to lay out. Steve Austin better than him. Absolutely. 
They're not reacting to Sandman at all. They don't. He got a way better reaction. Oh, I'm a slap to the oh. fucking head. What a dick. Hulk Hogan <laughs> wannabe. <laughs> Fucking Austin attacks him. Doing his signature punches. And here comes the Illuminators uh, and the Dudleys. Everybody, I guess. Holy shit. So it looks like we're setting up for some Sandman Steve Austin action to continue on going further. But in some backstage news at this point. Austin has already met with Vince McMahon about coming to WWF. Met with him on October 10th. And is going to be meeting with him again for a second time within this month. So, he won't be here for long. Now you got Conan and the Sandman going at it. Now, earlier on this show, Conan had a Conan. Conan. <laughs> Conan. Uh, Conan. Had a match with Dudley Dudley, and it sucked, and the crowd booed it, and they said, you guys both suck. Like, they were chanting, you both suck, you both suck. Conan, who was a huge star in Mexico. So after the match, he was pissed and cut a promo saying that he's going to tell Paul Heyman, you know, he's never coming back here unless he gets some real talent to work with. Because Dudley Dudley basically sucked in the ring, made him look like shit. So, Paul Heyman decided, all right, sorry you weren't happy with that, but we'll get you involved with the Sandman in the main segment at the end of the show. To appease Conan. All right, so now it looks like the match is about to start after all that hoopla. Mikey takes advantage of a confused Sandman, hits him with a leg drop, only gets a two count, and they're going to head to commercial break. And now they're back. And they're fighting now in the crowd. Sandman shirts all ripped to shit at this point. Falling over like the fucking drunk guy in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Mikey dives off out of the ring and into the crowd on top of Sandman. Nice springboard. And they're slow to get up. Mikey gets a chair. Boom. Chair shot to the head on the Sandman. Another one. And another. Another. <laughs> Third time. Third time's a charm. And there's the frying pan. You can't forget the frying pan. <laughs> and, oh, what a dent went into that frying pan. Holy shit. Scrambled his eggs. And they're just fighting in the crowd. The guardrails now pushed all the way up to the ring apron. Ooh. Mike is trying to get in the ring, and Samuel's like, no, fuck you, I'm dropping you on this guardrail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to hit a leg drop, it looks like. Not today, Satan. Oh! Leg drop off the ring apron to Mikey, who's laid across the guardrail. 
as Joey called it, it's a guillotine. Got this little dude trying to give a chair to the Sandman with his Anthony Holloway jersey. Anthony. Anthony. I used to say it wrong all the time, too. Yeah, I know. It's just easier. You think that's like a situation where someone, like his parents didn't know how to spell? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Came up with Anthony? <laughs> no, I'm going to. No. <laughs> I see that a lot. <laughs> Do you? Oh. <laughs> 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 Holy Mikey's shit. Just fucking swung that guardrail into Sandman amongst other people in the crowd. This crowd's taking some action tonight. Oh, and another one. And a drop kick to the guardrail, sending Sandman further into the crowd. Hey, there's some good action here. This dude on camera right now, he's got his Marlboro shirt that he had to send in those little Marlboro coupons to get. Remember <laughs> oh, that whole campaign? That's, yeah. That's still a thing. I doubt it's still a thing, but that was a Not huge allowed. thing in the 90s. Where for every box that you had, you just, like, cut the little thing off. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd get, like, a fucking t-shirt or a cup. <laughs> a Marlboro cup, Marlboro t-shirt. Some people used to get badass shit, like boom boxes, Like the heavy smokers. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know the prizes were that big. Yeah, like NASCAR jackets and shit. Oh, I definitely remember those jackets. <laughs> yeah, the, the prices were pretty massive. <laughs> What were they called? Was it just like Marlboro Bucks or something? Marlboro points, I think. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Marlboro Rewards or something like that. They had fanny packs, shorts. Get the gear. Look at this old fucking catalog. Marlboro Miles. Oh, yeah, Miles. That's right. Miles. <laughs> the, you get a cowboy hat, a fucking picnic table. <laughs> a fucking picnic table. <laughs> picnic table. What the fuck does that ship? Is there a picture of the picnic table? Yeah. What's it look like? Um. They call it a camp table. Yeah. Okay. It comes in like a bag. Oh. It's not like a traditional like picnic. It's like a pullout type thing. Yeah. Fire stoker tools, cargo pocket shorts, kicking back dock dartboard, a trail rider's pouch, um, <laughs> outpost lantern, a harmonica. <laughs> Such a funny thing to like rock around is gear. Like, hey, yeah. I'm a smoker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Back when smoking was cool. I love the old, like, 60s and 70s ads, and it's like little kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> smoking butts and drinking Coca-Cola. I mean, I always thought it was crazy that when we were kids, they had the candy cigarettes. Yeah. It makes them pretend like you're smoking fucking gum. Yeah. What I'm fuck? smoking. And it's you totally like, pretend like you're blowing shit out. That's oh. why when people doubt, like, health officials nowadays, 
and they're like they're skeptics about anything they tell you to do, like you know, COVID pass and all that stuff. In hindsight, I'm like, ah, they're kind of right. They're wrong a lot. Like they made yeah. a lot of bad decisions over the years with a lot of things. Totally safe to smoke and be pregnant. Yeah, they're. I mean, either they were wrong or they were outnumbered by like lobbyists and like. Still happens today. Shit like that, you know, where there's more money in allowing I think it. And anything that gets allowed is because money's behind it. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at this. Oh, oh shit. Austin, like, hit a guy in the crowd with that chair. Yeah, he's smoking. Look, like, even the guy, look, he's going to rub his head. Where's his Marlboro Miles? He looks weird smoking. <laughs> yeah, Austin like, smoking he doesn't, doesn't smoke. Work. Yeah. He's a drinker, not a smoker. All right, so Austin came in and fucked things up and introduced <laughs> a ladder to the match. And nearly <laughs> killed somebody in the front row with that ladder. It's like a cut scene in a video game. <laughs> oh, shit. Sammy got the ladder, and he's going to the apron. Oh! He slams the ladder down with a Mikey Whipwreck on the outside of the ring. He, like, rides it. Not that well. Not like Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10. Also, considering the timing of this, this is just a couple months after the great second ladder match between Razor and Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 95, which we did a watch-along for on our special Scott Hall tribute episode on a Bottom Line Wrestling cast. Holy shit! Oh. Oh. What the fuck? Where is he? Same man just got sent the fuck out of the ring. The, chi- the ladder went nuts. I think he's in hell. Went back into the crowd. Like on top of the guardrail. Mikey's Galact- Galactus shirt is all fucked up. It's all ripped. Ruined that shirt tonight. Oh! Mikey just did like a springboard to the ladder. <laughs> As Joey called it. It's like a teeter-totter. It went up and down. Same man got nailed with it twice. Wow. One, two, three. Come on. Oh, same man kicks out on two. Wow. And this is for the title. Same man's on a ladder all the way at the top. He's going to fall. Oof. Holy shit. He does a leg drop off the top of the ladder. All right. We get a three count on Mikey. But that's close to the ropes. Look like he might have been under the ropes. Yeah, I thought Mikey was under the ropes. Count, yeah. Uh, The referee said, fuck it. Count it three. Just get the fuck out of this match. Unless maybe it's not over yet. All right, Jim Allen just got kicked by Sandman. Maybe, uh, oh, the referee, I think, was telling him the match isn't over. Yep. Holy oh, shit! Oh, the ref just took the chair to, the ladder to the face. Same man just fucking whipped the <laughs> ladder. He whipped the ladder at Jim Molino, who was... Oh, my God. He's doing it over and over again. Slamming that ladder into Molino. Holy shit. All right, so same man's pissed off because he didn't get the win. Or at least that's what the referee was saying. Except Mikey was under the rope. And now he's just walking away. Fuck it. All right, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, I didn't win. Well, fuck you. I'm out of here. I'm killing you. <laughs> and I'm walking out. 
Shit. All right, so a match is now set up, though, for the October 28th show. Ladder match, Sandman and Mikey. Here we go, Lance Wright is going to hype up the show for us. This song. You love strong. Mick Jagger. Alright, we're going to get a promo here from Sandman. Let's take a listen. What this asshole has to say. At my expense. I am the king of extreme, Mikey Whitbrick. I haven't been extreme yet. October 28th, Mikey Whitbrick. I'm going to get so extreme, Johnny Cochran's not going to be able to get me out. I love OJ Simpson references in 95. <laughs> Speaking of OJ Simpson, Alex and I watched uh, Naked Gun 2. Oh, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> he's in it. Uh, fucking movie's hilarious. He's in two of them, isn't he? He's in all of them. Oh, he's in all of them? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. On behalf yeah, the story of them. Yeah, Naked Gun, like, one, two, and two and a half or some shit like that. Yeah, I think this two is two and a half, and then three is 33 and a third. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's JT Smith, the Paisano. This Saturday night, you hear me? I hear you. All right. This Saturday night, I'm not gonna mess up. I'm not gonna mess up. All right, so this is gonna bring us to the ending promo segment. Real quick though, with JT Smith, I saw a video on my timeline on Twitter, and it was his going away like ceremony, like when he finally retires. When? I forget the year, 98 or something. Oh. He gets like this huge send off. Like, I, I, oh, really? I didn't realize how big of a deal he was. Yeah, I think ECW people loved him. Just yeah, like we did. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like the, the way the crowd reacts is pretty dope. I'm sorry, too. Oh, yeah. If you watch it all along, like, like we currently have been, can't deny JT Smith. I don't know. Tommy Dreamer kind of annoys me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of Tommy Dreamer. He's not my guy. This is Beulah talking about our box. Hopefully not her fought box. <laughs> fought box. <laughs> I guess it's true, isn't it, Tommy? I guess it's all true. I tried to believe it wouldn't, but maybe in my heart I also believed it's true. You're really going to bring him here. The one man that you know can step in the way on my path, righteousness, my final resting place. You threw a big obstacle at me, Tommy. And I'm going to have to hope that I have enough love for both of us, because apparently you've got no love or respect for yourself. Because the fact is, Terry Funk makes me do things that I don't want to do and makes me the kind of man that I don't want to be anymore. Terry Funk! I'm back. Nice! Yes, Terry's back. Sure, it's sweet. Because her box is I'm always Bob. open for you. I can't save Fuck it yeah. on TV. I'll never get an agent. My name is Bubba Ray Dudley. 
<laughs> yeah, a Belafonso. I want that Belafonso picture on a T-shirt. You see, Debbie's gonna find out firsthand. What Steve Austin can do. Yeah, woman's a champion. Bell should be more. Look at Mikey's face all fucked up. Oh, huh? oh shit. Buell's on that beach is probably cold as fuck because they filmed it in like September or October. Clips of uh, Psychosis Mysterio. It's Conan. Philadelphia, the 28th. You're gonna see it live. You're gonna see why we are the best of the best. We're willing to be hardcore. How do you think this guy's gonna work on uh, Johnny Grunge size 14? Like that's gonna have to waste that a little. Yeah, a little. Oh, yeah. That's a fourth pair ready to wear. Stevie making fun of Johnny Grunge. The pumpkin head. That's an old clip of Terry Funk. It's a little awesome though. But it's Brandon Iron. Guarantee that your protege Tommy Dreamer suffers a horrible fate. Forget about the WCW, Tommy, because you've gone too far, and now you've got to pay. God damn you, Terry Funk. You're on the verge of something very important. Cactus Jack is falling for Raven here. Tommy, why must you do this? After what you put me through years ago, I finally found someone to stand beside me and look at the anguish you cause him. Texas down on his knees to his master, Raven. To me, Tommy Dreamer. Why can't you just let it alone? And maybe Raven has found a little solace. And Terry Funk, you're a decrepit old fossil. However, your legendary status is also meaningless. I am Raven. And I will put you through a table. And I will bash your brains in. But it really doesn't matter. Because Cactus Jack does not need my help. Cactus Jack will annihilate you, Tommy Dreamer. He will annihilate you. He will annihilate you! And all the pain I've suffered all these years. When you left me, when you should have been standing beside me, will be vindicated. Cactus Jack, you will do for me what I should have done years ago. You will vanquish Tommy Dreamer. Who'll do it? 
Cactus just smiling in the arms of Raven. His new savior. Another fun episode there. Oh, what's Tommy gonna do now? I will sacrifice you at the altar. Of the fucker. I fuck off, Tommy. <laughs> You're lame. Alright. Like I said, another fun one there. Good matches. New tag team champions. Public enemy. Back on top. And crazy ass match between Sandman and Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck continues to impress week after week. And and he's in a big spot. He's he's going for he's going for the title in a ladder match coming up. So that'll be coming up in on our next episode, I believe. Not sure if it's the first one or the second one, but I do believe it's coming up that we'll be covering it on either of the next two episodes, ECW Hardcore TV 132 and 133. All right, JV, anything you want to say before we go on to our wrap-up? No, no. I mean, I felt like the best back-to-back episodes we've covered to date. Yeah, At yeah, least we, in a while. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And I feel like that's a common theme, though. It, it felt more like we're constantly getting better episodes. Yes. You now the talent's getting better. The production's getting better. So yeah, I, I know agree. We, we probably say this every episode, but it's but that's it's like noticeable. Though. Right. That, that's the point, though, is it's becoming that good that we have to keep updating that and saying, "Oh, these are the next, you know, two best back-to-back episodes." Yeah, I can't wait to get to ninety-six. Yeah, it's just getting better. So we're in a good spot here, heading into November of nineteen ninety-five. And one of the best Supercard shows, at least that's the word. We'll see for ourselves when we get to it. But November to Remember 1995, which, from my memory, I always loved. So I'll see if it holds up. And it probably does because the build is already pretty damn solid. So looking forward to getting to that. But we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back with our ECW Live wrap-up. All right, we're back now for the Extreme ECW Live Cast wrap up, and what I want to do first is just go through the October seventh, nineteen ninety five show. Much of what we've covered is on this show, but I just want to run through the results one one time. And this was known as the South Philly Jam, October seventh, nineteen ninety five. You had eleven hundred people in attendance. In the opening match, you had the Eliminators defeat Chad Austin and Tony Stetson. Taz defeated Jason Knight via submission with the Katahajime. You had Cactus Jack along with Raven, his savior, pinning El Porto Ricano, which we did cover on our previous episode, which was on ECW Hardcore TV, episode 129 from October 10th of 95. He had Conan versus Dudley Dudley. Conan won. I mentioned it earlier. This is the match that the fans were shitting on. They said they thought it was horrible. You both suck, which is crazy for a Conan match for people to be saying he sucks. Anyway, you also get the great Psychosis Rey Mysterio Jr. match. Psychosis, as we know, won that one. We just covered that on the October 17th episode. Raven and Stevie defeat Tag Team Champions Pitbulls to win the titles. 
and then they got to go on later in the night to defend them, and they lose the titles to the public enemy. Also, Too Cold Scorpio defeated J.T. Smith in a TV title match. And then lastly, in the main event, he had Sandman. I guess defeating Mikey Whipwreck, or not really, just kind of fucking walking out of the match. The referee was telling him, no, Mikey was under the ropes, and well, fuck you, I'm going to throw the ladder at you and walk away. <laughs> so that was all that we had on the South Philly Jam. Good show, sold out crowd. That'll bring us now to what we're covering next time. And we'll be covering October 31st and November 7th of 1995. That's episode. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. We get a Halloween episode. And that's episode 132 and 133. And we'll be back in two weeks for that. Also, before we leave, please check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast with JV and I as we cover the entire career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Going all the way back from his debut in December of 1995, all the way to where we are now in 2014. We have the one or two episodes left in the chronological coverage, which is basically guest appearances at this point up until 2020. And then we already did an episode covering his most recent appearance, which was WrestleMania in his Kevin Owens match. We have a whole separate episode on that already done. So that's available. And that will wrap things up for the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. But we are also doing now special episodes and a special series on stunning Steve Austin in WCW. So check that out. It's Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And follow on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. Follow me, Mike Prue, at MPRU83. Paul JV at John Van Damage. And also, again, follow us here, the Extreme ECW Livecast at Extreme Cast. Thanks, BTT Army, as always, for checking us out every two weeks. And our JV Goon Squad, love the support. JV, any final words as we head on out of here? No. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We're going to play out with some Dick Deal and his. Delcet Tones. I think that's the name of his band, or Deltone, something like that. But it's Mercelo. Mercelo. It's French, whatever. But it's the Pulp Fiction theme. And we're going to play out with that. So enjoy. Have a great two weeks, and we'll see you back. So long. Mm-hmm.